Happy holidays, Carrie and Kraut. I hope you've all had a safe and fun time wherever you may be. A bit of business to finish up the year. Keep an eye out for our first scheduled Patreon-sponsored Evil Interlude. It is releasing at the end of the month, and we had a fantastic time recording it. So we hope you guys have a great time listening. It's a huge accomplishment for us, and I want to give the most sincere thank you to everyone that donated. We very much so appreciate it, and we can't wait to give you all more content. On with the episode, Blight of the Leaving Head. Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, cause this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 72. And those of you that celebrate, Merry Late Christmas. Yes. I think this comes out the day after Christmas, guys. Mm-hmm. Season's greetings. Happy holidays. Oh, oh, we're doing this around the circle? Yep. I thought. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you just fucking ruined it. No, because you, all, like, what? Joyous Noel. <laughs> you can say ho, ho, ho. Feliz Navidad. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, but that one has Christmas in it. We're we're an all inclusive, oh. so we can't say Happy Hanukkah. Here we go. <laughs> just, just, just spread the love cool, around. That's two. <laughs> We've reached our uh, our limit. So, Steve, what you drinking, dude? Uh, thanks for asking, Griff. I am drinking a Pina Playa. Uh, that's a Brewdog beer. I think I pronounced that correctly. And then uh, soon after that, I. <laughs> Haley, I see you laughing, but you, there was an. Do you en- drink pina coladas? Uh, yes, there was an enye over that end, so but I know what it's I'm doing. The last, the it's second just... word, that's the problem. Yeah, I I nailed it. Okay. I think we can all agree. Um, and then I'll probably be drinking a regingling later. I'm about to uh, tell you how this beer tastes. Taste summary. I've been hoarding it since summer. Speaking of someone I've been hoarding since summer, Brooks, what you drinking, dude? Oh, thanks, Griff. I am drinking a Mango Truly from the Truly Tropical Pack. And I I thank you very much for uh, sporting the facial hair today in, in place of what I could not grow in time. So thank you for being hairy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hairy... I'm drinking a Harry. <laughs> That's my shorthand for Henry's. <laughs> Henry Seltzer. Fucking rake me over the coals for Pina Playa. <laughs> Hank, Harry, Harold, Henry, they're all the same. Mm. But it's Playa. We don't know that. It is. <laughs> we don't know is it that. A Pina? Pina Playa. Playa. 
We don't know. We don't, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. We'll have to go to the brewery to ask. Yep. Find out. Uh, speaking of find out, I want to find out what you're drinking, Haley. Oh, I figured I would go last. Nope, you're going. Okay. Um, I am drinking a... I think I think it's a white girl, white Russian, but I'm not really sure if it has a real name. Emily, could you help me out? It does. I named this one Grillon. Gurion. Gurion. Yes, that's how you say it. But like in reality, what does this have to do with the Gurion, Emily? <laughs> it has nothing oh. to do. With what does it have to do with the Gurion, Emily? It doesn't have four arms. It's not even the color of a gorilla. Well, you could have put four straws in it. And yeah, if you had done that, I would have given you a pass. That was rough. Okay, Uh, so it is vodka though, coffee, uh, cream liqueur, but I don't have cream liqueur, so it's uh, cream moonshine and pumpkin spice from the Action Forge. It's a pumpkin spice white Russian. Okay, white girl, white Russian. Sounds like something straight out of the Milwaukee Expanse. Ooh, I've had a white girl, white Russian. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they call him the Korean. Hey, Emily, what are you drinking? Let's stop that. <laughs> yes, what are you drinking? Oh, today I have a vodka cranberry. So, you know, a little bit of holiday festivities. What, because it's cranberry? Yes, that makes it a holiday beverage. Emily, people drink vodka cranberries regularly throughout the year. (laughs) That's a huge stretch. That's almost as big of a stretch as calling that drink the Gurion. I have a very open mind. (laughs) (laughs) Central's a mess. (laughs) Speaking of open, Brooks, what do you think of that? (laughs) It's very strange. Like every single one of these naming slash. This whole intro has been very open. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. All right, start over. Speaking of of open, I'm open to hearing what you guys guys want for uh, in-game Christmas. I'm a little curious if any of you you have a, I don't know, an item or something that maybe Matumbe just, like, writes his little note to Santa Claus, uh, puts it under his book at night. Yeah, um, Matumbe will take... uh, Anything between a light and a serious cure wounds. <laughs> uh, Santa doesn't make this. He's not a divine caster. Mm. <laughs> what about Ikmer? Bummer. Oof. Well, uh, besides a new mother. Uh, <laughs> now, we could do an Ikmer Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd sign up for that. But. Uh, maybe, uh, physical perfection. Oh, belt, belt of physical perfection. But yeah, that's, that's like, yeah, that's super basic. You're not that's eyes on the prize for a fighter. But yeah. Haley, Emily, you guys know what your characters would want? Eclipse would like a couple things. Um, a way to, uh, remove some points of influence in a day. <laughs> um, she would also like a way to get all of her mental focus back in oh, a yeah, day. yeah, yeah. And then also, um, since you can't cast any of the cures, can I at least get a cure serious potion? Because I'm at one health. Mm, he's not an alchemist either, unfortunately. Oh, mm. <laughs> what about Lyra? If Lyra can't have healing spells, she'd have to wish for a trip to the beach. She she wants to go to the ocean. Oh, that's a. <laughs> That's the best one I've heard. Uh, Santa, Santa actually got you a voucher. That's going to happen in book four. 
You were here first, folks. <laughs> but yeah, guys, you were in some seriously bad shape at the end of last episode. We triggered an encounter with some leeches after you guys climbed up into the Cromark Towers, of which there are four. You're currently in the base level of them, which is flooded by about three feet of water. And uh, get attacked by some leeches. They do a bunch of ability damage to you guys. And then the boys head into the, the next room, an exhibit room, and are attacked by Vargoyles. And that goes well. Survived. You all survived. I have a slight logistics question. How his, How is the bottom of this tower flooded when it is also above a waterfall, like river? So if, you, if you're thinking of where these towers are and where the final tower is, there's like a bridge between them, and they're where the waterfall falls from, the same level as them. So there's a bridge between these towers and the next tower, and the waterfall is falling between them. So a simple diversion of water from that river that's flowing above at the same level of these towers could potentially cause a flood. I thought we just climbed up from somewhere where we could have potentially fallen. Oh, there are several waterfalls, my friendo. I just don't understand why the water is on the second floor versus you guys are on the first floor. No, we just went up. No, you went, you climbed down the stairs and then you saw these stairs that go up you came up from a lower path. From a different oh, building. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Remember okay. when you it. opened I the door it. and it was filled with water? We left a building. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys are not in the same building as before. So as it stands, Ikmerim and Tumbe are separated from the girls because we ended the episode after combat, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, are you sure about that? Because I'm pretty positive Mutumbe poked his head around the corner to see at least Lyra in the doorway to where we came from. I remember we just haven't met back up. Okay. Yeah. We're like, what? Yeah, you're just the other side of this pit that was filled with leeches. Something and like that. That's where we find ourselves. So combat is over, and Ikmar and Matumbe, if you're wanting to meet up with the rest of the party, you're going to have to swim across this pit. Need you each to make me a swim check. Uh, Majumbe, I'm not going to lie. I, I definitely am not very good at swimming, but I mean, if the way we're going is behind us, I mean, wh- why would we go back there? I agree with you. Lyra, Eclipse, are, are you okay? Can you come to us? Um, I can travel, but... I'm not good. Take your time. No risk. And no, we don't need to take any unnecessary risks right now. I think we'll all have to regroup and heal up a little bit. But I'm fine with being in the water. Okay. But I had no doubt. So you guys cross back over, Eclipse. Uh, make a swim check at least going over the deep water. I know you have to swim to get through here. Let's see if I find any dice that aren't in a dice jail. <laughs> Boy. 
Lyra's going to try to help. Okay. I got 17 on the die. Lyra helps too. Okay. So Eclipse swims across the pool, and I need you both to make fortitude saves. It's smelly. It is pretty gross over here. Another 17 on the die. Plus nine. Even with your con damage? Yeah. Nine. Nine. Lyra, you're sickened as long as you stay in this room. So the room where the boys are. So just make sure you have that ticked off. So now that you're out of the heat of combat, you can kind of look around this room. And you see that up high, up about 30 feet, there is a door that leads to the north and a door that leads to the east. They look like at some point they were connected. Make a perception check. So this is like way up high where we couldn't see it on the map? Yes. Okay, cool. Because there is a door on this map, but it's... Yep, there's yeah, another just, door, okay. too. And now I got 17 total. You said perception? Yep. Aren't you just the queen of being 17? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, 27. 10. 16. All right. Everybody but Igmer can see, you know, as you kind of move from the... Move around in this water and cause it to ripple... You see little pieces of metal poke up. It looks like a railing. And then you realize it it's a whole catwalk that looks like it's collapsed from up above. Hmm. If we go up that way, I feel like we may have to cross over here and get creative again. There could be true. Would... I mean, are we thinking about climbing the cages? As you guys ponder this, Matumbe, you hear Ikmer talking to you. But then you start to get this ringing in your ears and... And your forehead and, like, right behind your eyes just feels like it's pounding. One of the worst headaches you've ever had. Um, Ikmer, you're talking at Matumbe, and as you talk to him, your vision begins to blur and form this tunnel vision on him, and you can see his face, and it looks like he's trying to figure out what you're saying. He looks confused. And you can't even see your other party members as the peripheral vision you have blurs. Ikmer starts to cough first. And blood comes out of his mouth. Girls, make a perception check. Natural 20. 29. Natural 20, you, you're not sure why you notice this after Ikmar coughs up blood. You look to Matumbe because he looks confused. His ears have grown into points and the tips are a deep black color. It almost looks necrotic. Oh, that's not normal. 
I think it's time for us to come clean. Ikma and I, uh, when we closed the door, we had a little encounter of our own. What happened to you? We fought some very foul beasts, and the two of us were struck by some kind of... Uh, uh, touch or effect that they that they imparted upon us. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Lyra, the the it looks like his ears are almost like gonna fall off. They're horrible. Do you know what to do? A heel check. You can make a heel check. Which of them are you making the check on? Uh, on Matumbe's ears. Yeah. Yeah, because the only thing that I know what to do when, when flesh starts rotting away is to get rid of it. But that's his ears. 16? With a 16, you... Maybe Matumbe tells you he's suffering from a headache. You probably first... First instinct after Eclipse says this is check out his ears. The flesh doesn't feel necrotic. It feels leathery. And the cartilage feels strange. It doesn't feel, your at least at the tip, your body. like a normal ear. Oh, shit. You're becoming one of them. Your head will rip you off your body. You have no idea. No, <laughs> I don't. I, I Eclipse don't. Me, Haley, has ideas. Is somebody making the check on Ikmer? Not me. Ikmer is probably swaying around like he's, yeah, like he's drunk. There's like kind of like a steady drip. Of blood coming out of his mouth now. All right, Lyra looks to him next. Fifteen. With a fifteen, maybe Ikmer says he has a headache as well, and you, um, you put your hand on his forehead, Lyra, in order to kind of gauge his temperature. They both seem pretty sick. When you kind of bring your hand off almost without any pressure a clump of Vic's hair comes out this isn't a good sign we need to heal you or something those creatures gave you a nasty disease and she's gonna scan the cages of the headless creatures I don't think we should stay in here Griff, is there anything I can roll for my own symptoms? I mean, I've got some good knowledges and stuff. You can roll a medicine or a knowledge planes. Uh, my planes I was, I was is better. A, I was going to yeah. say, I was about to look for the heads and then try and roll a knowledge. Lyra, you can tell that. from your medicine checks that they are clearly diseased. Yeah. But you're not, you didn't even see the creature that attacked them, so... You don't that's really what, know what it is. That's why I want to know, can I see the like the heads in the water at all? Yeah, I'm sure you could find one, especially if they point it out. So then I, I would like to roll a knowledge planes, too. Yeah, I'll go planes on myself. Uh, 29. Same. Nice. Okay. Um, with the knowledge planes, you know that Vargoyles have a kiss. And it imparts a disease. 
I didn't want to tell you about the makeout session. It was gross. So we have STDs. <laughs> a Vargoyle can kiss a helpless target by making a successful melee touch attack. A kissed opponent must succeed on a DC 18 fortitude save or begin a terrible transformation that changes the creature into a Vargoyle within 4 to 24 hours. First, the victim's hair falls out, and then the ears grow into leathery wings. Tentacles sprout on the chin and scalp, and the teeth become long, pointed fangs. Then, the victim takes intelligence and charisma drain, equal to one point per hour. The transformation is complete a few hours thereafter, when the victim's head breaks free of the body, which promptly dies. There's another thing you know. This transformation's progress is paused by sunlight, or any light spell of third level or higher, but stopping the transformation requires remove disease or a similar effect. It's a disease effect, and you have both failed. Fortunately, we are in a, uh, a region with very little sunlight. In fact, it's been storming for days. <laughs> so, I'm going to roll. We lost two characters. I'm going to roll to see how long the first stage of this transformation takes. You have just contracted the disease. You have two hours. It's a bad start. You guys have this information now. Mm-hmm. And what I'll tell you as a GM is there's a chance your characters survive this if you go back. You remember it taking like eight hours on horseback to get to Schloss Cromark? You might make it back, but that's the... Unless Lyra has some sort of removed disease, I don't think any of you do. She does not, unfortunately. So this is kind of the the grave news that Lyra and Eclipse and Matumbe have kind of remembered. It's dawned on them. Just just for clarity, is that two hours two hours make another save or two hours my head rips off? There are four stages. Four stages, okay. So after the two hours, the next stage begins that takes another d6 hours. Okay. Then the third stage takes a d6 hours, and the fourth stage takes a d6 hours. So there's a chance, even if you left now, you both die. But there's also a chance that you make it back. You basically, best case scenario, have 18 hours after this two hours. Are, are they on the same time track, or is it separate, running their course separate? Uh, I suppose I should do a separate time track. So the two's Matumbe. Ikmer gets four hours for the first stage. I'll roll you guys separate from now on. And it's eight hours journey from the Schloss. Once you get back, back to the yeah. manse, assuming your horses are still around. Assuming our horses are still around, assuming there's a, not a mob there waiting to kill us. 
We got to get over bridges that we don't know how to cross. So I will say there is one option when I was kind of playing this back and thinking, uh, and I'm going to be nice to you guys because you contracted a terrible disease. <laughs> um, you have enough fly for Matumbe and Ikmer to get out of this, get back to the horses, make it back to town but they'd have to leave the other two behind. Otherwise, you have to go through all of the traps that you passed thus far. So it's either boys trip and girls night in, or it's the girls risk their lives trying to get over the bridge and potentially die. Or we plow as far as we can yeah and get above the clouds knowing that we are going to die at some point right and just try and make as much forward progress as possible which is bad but i an option don't i will not feel comfortable making any sort of decision because this is your guys's characters we like support you in whatever you want to do. Whatever you guys do, I just ask that you role play it out. Yeah. So there, even it, even if we took the flight, there's still issues of getting back. I guess we could probably buy a potion, uh, buy potions of flight back in town yeah. to get back. And get a back. wand of healing. Maybe. Yes. That's another. Yeah. That I mean, you guys could pull all the money and send them back to town. They could purchase things and then come back. There's the issue of if they run into the mob on the way back, it's just two of them then. But that might be a risk you have to take. I haven't heard a lot from you, Brooks. I'm, I'm really trying to think out what is ahead that we think you're ahead in a couple more hours. That's true. <laughs> That's a great pun. It was. It was. And I think that was a play on words. It was, it was a play on words. Oh. If we keep going forward, is there a chance that we find something else that will help us even more? That's what I'm thinking about because going back. The closest place that I know that we haven't been to very specifically was part of the original house upstairs. No, 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 man. He's talking about us flying away from this entire thing and going back to town and buying what we need. I understand. But somewhere that would be closer that we could potentially all get to, maybe. I mean, getting back to the manse is as dangerous as just getting all the way back. It really got treacherous past that first building you were in, right? True, but we know we don't have a mob there. That's true, too. So, along with that, I think, where have we reached our point of no return? I guess the question is, have you reached it now? What healing do you have? That's true. Yeah. You can you can cure your ability damage with the wand of res- lesser restoration. That's true. But ability damage doesn't really matter when you're at one health. 
And so if you continue to push on, you run the risk of killing all of you. So, and again, I'm not going to play your characters at all. I just want you to be aware of that risk. Ikma, it pains me to say it, but I, I think salvation of this party rests in me and you going back to town. We can push forward as much as we like, but uh, our resources are stretched thin. I, I think this is the best thing to do. I, I, honestly, there's a good chance we might not even make it back to town, but it really is our only hope. Lyra, Lyra, Lyra is almost out of spellcasting ability. Eclipse and myself are on the verge of death. We need to go back, heal ourselves, and bring healing back to this party. We do not know how much left of this slash we have to get through. It could be the next room. Well, that is the end of this. It could be the next 20 rooms. That's... Unfortunately, very true that we do have to make that decision, I guess. Well, one of my very good friends once told me that sometimes I have to save myself in order to save everyone else. So, well, those words have stuck with me and... And I agree with you, Matumbe. As as much as I'd I'd like to keep going forward and maybe seeing if we can't find that one thing that saves us this this way, we know. There is merit in in living to fight another day, and this this is this would be no retreat. This is a a regrouping and coming back and coming back stronger. I, I do. Ha- I would be remiss if I did not ask Lyra and Eclipse. What do you think of this plan? I think it's the only option, really, at this point. And I think that Lyra and I need to go up, go to that room that I got almost pushed into from the mummy. One entrance, one exit, and and that's. To me, I feel like that's a, a place that we can safeguard up and not use any healing and just charge you guys up and hole up so that we can use every resource available to getting you guys back. Keep quiet to barricade yourselves in. I see a lot of wisdom in that decision. And there's no loud ringing in that room. Igmar, that might not go away for you. It's going to be a while. I think this is the only way we can save you two. We can heal you up as much as we can and get you in traveling shape. And I think we'll have to part ways. Okay, so here's the deal. I need all of your money. Because I, I only have 716 gold pieces. I give you my 140. Because that's all I have. You, you guys have money? Igmar, you should have some money. I mean, I, I, I definitely do, but I know Lyra's just holding it for me. <laughs> Igmar, how much money do you have? 
I honestly don't know that question. Emily's keeping track of it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Lyra pulls the staff of swarming out from her pack, hands it over towards Matumbe. I think this is pretty powerful. If you sell it, I think you'll be able to buy quite a bit. Uh, I think we, we we have a couple merchants we know in town that would pay a hefty price for this. We can use it to finance some of our purchases that we need to get done. I have a couple requests. Uh, anything. What do you need? I need a scroll of make whole. Hmm. That reminds me, I should probably have my good friend Pavlos repair my book while I'm home, but we'll, I, I will make sure that we get that scroll. We should also probably make sure that we have enough fly for all four of us to get back. We, I guess we did come into this kind of uh, on a one-way journey. It would be nice to have a good, uh, good out here with, a, with some fly. I'd rather not get caught in this tricky situation again. If you could pick up three wands of Cure Light, I think we could make it through. Well, no guarantees, Lyra, but we'll see what we can do. That's really stretching our budget. Jeez. You two know where to find the good deals. I do... (coughs) No. (coughs) Business... Okay. So then, uh, before before anyone leaves, though, Eclipse will motion for Matumbe to lean down so that they're face to face. What is it, my wayang friend? She'll grab you by the head. Okay. She'll kiss, kiss both cheeks. Okay. She's gonna go ahead and mend. Last time, Nine a, health. last time a creature kissed me like this, I uh, uh I, I almost died. But thank you very much. It feels good for my flesh to be made whole again at least a little bit. Good. Now if this head of yours comes off, this head I have, I will find it. Hmm? I will put you out of your misery and save your soul. Eclipse. <laughs> I would not want my soul to be in pain or in distress before it moves on to the great beyond. (laughs) You couldn't leave my soul to rest, it would be my honor. And uh, that would be it. Eclipse would then release uh, the head and say, That's a promise. I'll find it. Before you two leave, let's get you in traveling shape. And Lyra pulls out the Wand of Lesser Restoration and uh, removes all of the damage that everyone took. Nice. Uh, can you help me out, too? I know that I'm not traveling, but I'm seriously injured. <laughs> yes, I think we'll need our full strength to survive in here. Uh, so altogether, that's uh, 12 usages. All right. You got, uh, 38 left. Now, you two are going to hole up in a glorified covered storeroom. We will let you know when we come back, but what do you say, Ekmer? Are you ready for a little foray back to town? 
Well, I I never fly without a little a little what? Uh, well, a beer first. An in-flight beverage. <laughs> uh, yeah. An in-flight entertainment. <laughs> Well, the entertainment might be me trying to fly. I haven't done this before, Matumbe. You need to get overland flight so Ickmer can try the Wade Boggs. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll part ways then. We, we're we going to go cross back over that windy pass. Okay. So you two are flying. So you leave... You leave the Cromark Towers and you can fly all the way to the entrance to the gorge. You notice that it's very overcast, much like yesterday, although it's not raining yet. The ground is muddy when you when you cross over and you land. I need each of you to make a survival check. Uh, you know where you left your horses. They're obviously still not there. This wouldn't happen to be looking for tracks, would it? It would indeed. All right. Good to know. I fucked it up. I rolled a four, so ten total. Uh, I'm at a 16 total, even with my track bonus for being an inquisitor. Okay. Um, you do know the general direction they went. It looks like they went um, back into the swamp a ways. Okay. Um, what you could do is one of you could take the ground and one of you could take the sky for a couple minutes. I believe you have three minutes of flight and you literally just got over, landed, maybe took a couple seconds, looked for the tracks. You knew exactly where you left them, so I'll let you have... If you want to do that, I'll give you guys a bonus to your perception to look for the horses as you're as you're kind of tracking them for at least a little bit. What do you say, Ekma? How about I take the overland flight and you lead from the ground? That, that sounds uh, great to me. While you're up there, do you mind uh, taking a look back at, uh, well, where we came from and look for that giant creature? Because, well... I mean, maybe we'll get a better look at it like that, you know? It was so big. I guess I guess that's a good point, something I really didn't think of. Can Matume take a look back at, at the Schloss and just see anything is out of place? The giant creature's back, there's a, a devil with a bow hanging out. Yeah, or... yeah. Um, go ahead and make a perception check. Sure. Ah, garbage. 11. Yeah, with an 11... You really don't see too much. I mean, you don't see anything like overtly flying around or out of place for one of the buildings. Um, it looks quiet. Looks good to me, Ikma. Let's find those horses and get back to town. That sounds good to me. All right, so I'll need one more um, survival. You know the direction of the horses now. Uh, I'll, I'll let um, Ikmer. You're looking for tracks. Matumbe, you're doing more of a perception thing because you're up in the sky. Perfect. Seventeen for me. Twenty-five. Okay. Uh with the twenty-five. 
you are able to find the horses. Um, you you track them down from the uh, from the land. Matumbe is kind of like following you, trying to get like a better vantage point to look down. He doesn't see any horses for a while, and he lands right about where you are. You pick up the trail. Uh, it does take you two hours to find the horses. Oof. What does the weather look like on our two-hour walkabout? It's overcast. The uh, The trees are uh, dense the further in you get. Uh, so Mat- Matumbe was only able to fly for a couple of minutes and then had to kind of touch down. He didn't see the horses in that time. Uh, from his high vantage point, but you, with that 25 survival, were actually able to follow the tracks really well. So you kept going on foot. Matumbe joined up with you. You're kind of stomping through the the bog at this point. It looks like uh, you find the horses in, in not really a clearing, but kind of a clearing from the mud. It looks like an area where the ground is a little more stable and there's a little bit of grass looks like they might have been eating they've been um i mean you guys have been gone for over a day so you find the horses and i'm going to roll your second uh matumbe uh your second hour-long thing um from this point onward i'm not going to tell you what you get I was yeah, I was actually just about okay. to ask that. Do I need to do I need to like roll a save or anything or is just There's no more saves. No more saves. First save failed means that it just ticks. It just keeps going until gotcha. you remove disease. Darn, I was I was hoping we were gonna get off that the, the schloss and be sunny weather, but no you such know thing. Weather. I mean you're in Ustalov, <laughs> man. Two hours pass, you guys find the horses and begin your trek back. Um, takes an hour to get out of the swamp and then it will take the eight hours to get back. So uh, on the first hour of the journey, I'm going to go ahead and roll Ikmer's now, his second timer. Okay. Seven hours of journey in front of you. You continue. You are traveling through the swamp for the first portion of your journey. Second hour passes uneventfully. And the third, much the same. The fourth hour... You're each looking at each other, just kind of in thought. You know the situation you're both in. Yeah, I imagine we're riding hard, like yeah, really pushing our horses and and not talking to each other because we both know that like this is life or death. Yeah, and it, and we've got a ticking clock that we've got against. There's no room to do anything. Oh, and we, I mean. The only people to really look at and talk to is the one getting paler and paler every minute between the both of us. Like, we are both getting paler and paler. And, yeah, when you know, like, you are going to die, like, you maybe get a little introspective. Like, you 
you don't really want to have conversation because you start like worrying and you start thinking to yourself and you start getting in your own head a little bit. Uh, so I, I think it's kind of a creepy, silent, like pounding of horse hooves while we just go. And Matumbe, you notice this early on after you found the horses and as you're going down the trail, all of Vikmer's hair has fallen out. He's completely bald, much as you are. Matumbe would, would not mention it. He knows how dire it is, and he doesn't want Ikmer or really, he doesn't want Ikmer to panic, and he doesn't want to freak himself out. At this point in the journey, um, the sickness spreads in your ears, and they grow into the shape of wings. And as you're feeling this pounding of hooves and this pounding in your head from this horrible headache, worse than anything you've ever felt, you you can see it in each other every time you look over just the random rivulets of blood coming out of the nose and, and the ears and the the wings now sprouting from the sides of your heads. Um, it's in the fourth hour of the journey that Ikmer begins to get worse. Ikmer, in this fourth hour, you you feel an even greater pressure in in your head. You take one charisma and one intelligence drain. Thank goodness it's the stats I don't use. On the fifth hour, this happens to Ikmer again. Oh, oh no. no. Uh. There's still three more hours. And on the sixth hour, Ooh, Matumbe, you take a point of each as well. So Ikmer has taken one for the fourth hour, one for the fifth hour, one for the sixth hour. You see tentacles begin to sprout from Ikmer's chin and from his eyebrows and from the sides of his neck where it looks like the base of his skull connects. I don't think we have enough time. We need to push faster. Faster than we have ever ridden before. Make a ride check. Is is there a like setting where it's ride your horse like 
dead, like in a cowboy movie where they just oh, shoot her at the end. To death. We'll see what you get on this ride check. Cool. Ride ride check is uh, not so good. It's sixteen from Matumbe. Thirteen with a sixteen on the die. You spur your horses along, and you feel like you're going at a brisker pace. Um, in the seventh hour, Ikmer takes another point of intelligence and charisma drain, as does Matumbe. But you see lights of Lepidstat through the gloom. And you make it at least a half an hour before schedule. Ikmer, you begin to get this pain in your neck. And it feels like your head is blowing up like a balloon. It feels like it wants to leave your body. Quick, Ikmer. To the Temple of Phorasma, we cannot delay. That is where we need to go first. No time for mercantile trade. You make it to the Temple of Phorasma, and what's very important is that Ikmer has 20 more minutes to live. So if this fails with Pavlos, your character dies. Or he uses his last removed disease on you, and Matumbe dies. That's a bridge we can cross when we get to it. So if he fails, I die. But if if he fails, he either you die me. or he uses his other removed disease to cure you. Oh. And then you need to find something else for Matumbe who hasn't progressed as far. Right, right, right. Okay. But you don't know how long Matumbe has either. This is a nearly 50-50 shot. I'll just tell you that. Sweet. You make it to Grave Charge. And Matumbe, you almost have to carry Ikmer off his horse at this point. He's bleeding at a pretty consistent rate. The the bat wings that are his ears are twitching unnaturally. Matumbe fucking kicks the door open. The door flies open. Uh, The acolytes turn in shock as this heavy door, I think from Matumbe's adrenaline, still slams against the far wall. Pavlos, where are you? And you hear scuttling from the back, which quickly becomes running. And he, he comes up to the front. What, what 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 do you need? My friend here, he is in dire straits. He needs his disease removed immediately. It is life and death, Pavlos. Pray to the lady. Bring him back. Ikmer, you're unconscious at this point. 
Okay. I'm going to roll this on the table. Pavlos is an eighth level cleric. So what does he need to get? Do you want to know? Or do you just Yeah, no, I want to know. Otherwise, what's the point of you rolling it on the table? He needs a 10 on the die. He needs a 10 on the die. Natural fucking 20. Woo. All right. I can't even see it from this angle. I really threw it out there to you guys. Yeah. It's a natural 20. Holy shit. Ickmer's ears recede, and while he still has the drain left over, the tentacles leave his face. And Matumbe, you're looking at him and for probably the first time, he's not this like shaggy half orc. I mean, he looks like a boy. He looks like he went unconscious afraid. And and Matumbe's kind of holding him limp in his arms and he, he smiles to himself and, and he kind of whispers to himself. You know, Ikma, sometimes you remind me so much of my own boys. Oh, Matumbe, you're... That's very, very sweet of you. Uh, You know, there's something deep inside me that... I I was positive you were going to save me the whole time. It's... You know, it's fine, and... To be honest, I, you just carried me all the way from from the swamp. And this whole time, he's saying this, but in reality, it's actually sounding more of like a, a, a talking in your sleep. It's like mumbling. Yeah, mumble. And Matumbe turns to Pavlos and says, <laughs> If I can trouble you, I... I... <laughs> It has not progressed as far in myself, but I am also afflicted with this disease. Could you help it? Poor soul is mine. Matumbe, I... I do have one one more removed disease, but look at you, and you have no idea what you look like right now. Bring a Mia. But... Do your acolytes have one? Matumbe... You may not have progressed as far as the boy, but you don't have much time. I can try and cure you now, but we need to get you to someone else if if I can't. By the looks of you, your head would tear off and, well, you don't have very much time. Then there's no time to waste, Pavlos. Alright. Let us be done with this. I'll roll this guy on the table as well. Five. The removed disease. You see the light leave Pavlos's hand and... seems to sputter when it touches Matumbe and you can see 
the vein in Pavlos's forehead straining as he's attempting to administer this help. What is it, Pavlos? Why won't it work? I've I've failed. You failed. I. We we need we need to get you help. We need to find somebody. Who, who, Pavlos, who can do this? I mean, you start to go weak as well, like Ikmer had. You, at this point, lose another... You get another point of drain in both charisma and intelligence. Your words start to slur. Ikmer, you, you need to get up. We we need to bring your... We need to take your friend somewhere, anywhere. The lady will protect me. We need to find a scroll or a wand or something. He's not going to last. Ikmer wakes up like he's late for his alarm. I, well, Pavos, come with me. I, I think I may have an idea that, well... We're, we're we're going to the Sajarni. Okay, Igmar, I oh get get under his other shoulder. He's not gonna be able to walk. And Matumbe is limp. You see him now and he's on his knees and he's he's kinda of, his his eyes are fluttering there. You can see tears form in his tear ducts. It's as if he's in some of the most excruciating pain a person can go through. And Igmar and Pavlos pick him up shoulder and shoulder or shoulder under shoulder and run him. I will not fall. It cannot be. It cannot be. I am not done here yet. Quick, acolytes, run ahead of us. Get their attention and tell us that we're coming. And it's it's Igmar. So four acolytes take to the streets uh, in a sprint as you and Pavlos realistically stumble. Remember, Pavlos is a short man, and you two are attempting to aid Matumbe, probably the largest human you've seen, uh, through the streets. and 341 pounds. Yeah, and uh, and you can see like his feet are dragging behind him. He's almost at his knees because of this. And um, But you're hustling. You're both hustling through the streets. And, um, and I think there's only one person for Ikmer to call. Reader! Reader! <laughs> and you hear it. It sounds like a whistling on the wind. As Seymour Wiener busts out from a side alley. I'll help you carry it from here! And he throws Matumbe like a limp sack over his shoulder, and the three of you are running through the street to the to the rest of the Zarni. You make it there. Matumbe, you are now unconscious fully. 
So as we are uh, getting him positioned as as best possibly, Ikmer will uh, touch his head and Mutumbe, you've you've been nothing short than the greatest friend I could ever ask for, and coming from somebody that that needed a friend in a very dark time you were you were always there and and if you leave me now i'm 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 not sure how i can go back to lyra and eclipse without you we we're not whole without you Okay. You make it to Sajira. We have three roles. She is a fifth level caster. She has removed disease, but she only has... Well, actually, shit. She only has two. Because she's a fifth level caster and this is a third level spell. Okay. Uh, So she's got to hit a higher DC, doesn't she? She's got to hit a higher number on the die because the DC is the caster level plus a D20. Um, all right. Okay. So we're looking for a 13, right? I believe in you, Sajira. Thank you, Ikmar. She casts guidance on herself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you could do that with uh, spells. No, she I, does it as, as a as just a show of good faith. Ikmar believes that it helps. How about that? That'll be an eighteen on the die. <gasps> nice. That'll be an eighteen on the die. And Matumbe, you wake up. First thing you see is Ikmer and Sajira and Pavlos and Seymour all standing around you. Your back hurts. You're laying on cobblestone. But Matumbe looks like he normally would. There's there's some dried blood under his nose and at the corners of his mouth, but his ears are normal. There's no more tentacles on his face. And Ikmer has the biggest smile on his face wake, as, as he wakes up. <laughs> My boy. Where am I? Well, you could almost say that... Well... Pavlos wasn't wasn't quite able to uh, transfer the spell to you or however that works but anyways uh, Sajira here was was your guiding light back t- back to us Sajira is this true you brought me back I I, f- I feel like it was it was luck or, or Desna Matumbe. I, hmm. 
I have not treated something that that dire before. <laughs> I feel it is no luck. The gods watch over everything we do and they guide our hands whether we like it or not. You know, <laughs> if we hadn't met on 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 the road, I I don't know if either of us would be alive. I cannot imagine where I would be today if you and yours were not at the courthouse when the mob set upon us, or if you were not here right now when I needed you the most. When my own clergy couldn't bring me back, you brought me back. Again, it, w- it was just luck, Matumbe. I, I'm, I'm glad it worked out because... You know, I, I pray to the goddess of luck, and sometimes it pays off. And Ikma, he he turns and kind of offers his hand for 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 a manly handshake. And Ikma returns it, but but kind of shakes it off like it, it was nothing, no big deal. It's it's funny, Ikma. I I can't help but think when. We are in the darkest times. The smallest flicker of light can help push back the darkness. It's, it's, it's comforting to know that sometimes you are my light. Matumbe. You know you mean just about everything to me, so... You know I... I... Well... Do the same for you that you were, that you did for me. I wouldn't have thought it when I was a boy, but it's 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 almost funny to me now, as albeit an old man. It's one of no, <laughs> I shouldn't say one of my best friend in the entire world is a half orc that came up from nothing and is. On the verge of achieving greatness. You are a good man, Ikma, and I would rather have no one else at my side. And you know, it's the same for me about you, Matumbe. And and it's a full hug. Yeah. Alright. And the camera camera zooms in on Matumbe. And there's one tear <laughs> as, he, as he hugs Ikmer. So, really quick, and I'll just, well, we can do this shopping off air, but you guys are, you guys have the cash, you're going to sell the Staff of Swarms and buy everything Lyra and Eclipse had asked for. Um... Neither of the spellcasters seeing the shape you were in is going to charge you for the uh, removed disease. What about that reg- restoration for the drain? <laughs> <laughs> As they say, the first one's free. <laughs> well, I, a businessman by my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, pa- Pavel said, I. I do have a bit of a, an odd question for you. Yes, Sigma. What what would a creature of intelligence seven do here? 
Well, the Church of Phrasma has a casino. You could... <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> it's right by grave charge. It's good. All right. I mean, I I think I've... Well, I can I can always work off the charges, too. I think I, I've mowed, mowed lawns before in cemeteries. Ikma. With my charisma of seven, I'm going to be very blunt with you. You are much stupider than usual right now. (laughs) We should both get the restoration. Yeah. On the other hand. (laughs) He has enough um, to to restore you guys. um, And we'll handle the uh, expenses off air. Sure. But you should still have more than enough money to get everything else you were looking for. Um... And as this tender moment between Matumbe and Ikmer, who have both survived by the roll of the dice, we pan up and over the swamp and back to Schloss Cromark. What are Eclipse and Lyra doing? The boys left. And they left you in the living museum where you had fought many a foe, including the Aranus, the um, the Faceless Flesh Golem, Mummy, Mimic, uh, Medusa Heads. This place was full of foul combatants. Well, I mean, we went to that little storage area that had no windows and was small. Where Eclipse kind of hold up in the uh, in the mummy During fight the mummy to heal fight, herself. Yeah, that's where we would have gone, and I think Eclipse would have spent time tidying up and making uh, beds with the stuff that she could. Okay, I'm sure you could find material to make a um, kind of like a ramshackle cot. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and then. After feeling more comfortable and listening for noises and all of that, Eclipse would uh, turn to Lyra and say, We need to rest. I don't know about you, but it's been a long but short day. (laughs) Are you guys resting immediately? Because you know that Igmar and Matumbe are going to be gone for probably an entire day. I mean, I don't know if we'd have to rest right away. Like, I think we just hang out in the room for a while and then set up. I would want to do full-on sleep schedule, like, one person awake for the entire time the other person's sleeping. Yeah. I mean, Lyra would definitely, like, she could spend some time uh, looking through her hero cards. She definitely, before going to sleep heal herself using the last bit of her magic and share with Eclipse too so that we're at a similar level Um, and then she would agree to the same sleep schedule so you guys are going to take 8 hours of watch and then 8 hours of sleep is what it sounds like so you can both get to full yeah I mean if we've got a whole day we'll use it you do have a whole day who takes the first watch 
Eclipse would volunteer to take the first watch so that Lyra can have her spell sooner. Therefore, on her watch, she is prepared. I can at least hit people with a sh- pokey thing. She can't. That sounds fair. That's smart. So, Eclipse takes watch. And she hears over the wind of the canyon the the walls of this place really creak. It's built on a I mean on a cliff and so the wind really affects it and she can hear all the noises of this place and I feel like they give her a bit of paranoia. Make a perception check. Nineteen on the die for a twenty-eight. So I imagine Eclipse is sitting in basically the middle of the room because the only way into this room is the door that comes from the staircase. Yes. And she's staring at it. And she hears the telltale scuttling that she has heard. No windows this time to keep watch outside, but only the sounds. And she hears a thud from the roof from right above her, and another thud. And then she hears creaking from the rafters as if a heavy weight has placed down upon the roof of the building. She sits there, continues to keep watch. The whole eight hours, she doesn't hear another noise. And then we change watch. Oh, Lyra, before I go to bed, just know, I think, I think it's waiting for us. And then Eclipse will just point up. I hope it gets bored before Matumbe and Ikmer get back. And I hope it doesn't find a way in. I'll wake you if I hear anything particularly dangerous. And then also Eclipse is going to go ahead and put a trap on the doorknob before she goes to bed. And then she will just, uh, assuming like Lyra will have her crossbow out, she would just make sure that Lyra is like really well aimed at the door. (laughs) So, Larry, you don't hear anything for the first part of your watch, really. Uh, And I imagine you have your crossbow trained, but you eventually start shuffling through your deck. And you come upon the Prince of Wolves in your deck again. And the card has changed. 
you see the figure at the top of the hill, surrounded by howling wolves. But walking up the hill, backlit by the moon, is a tiger. What? No! You're kidding! And then, several hours into your watch, you hear it. A knocking at the door. Hello there, friends. I see we have some new patients. It seems like you maybe been suffering. I see you've found our other creatures. Emily, you fucking played me. Fuck both of you. <laughs> Emily and Griffin, fuck you guys. Dr. Vivian Saloon detects magic. And finds the trap on the door. And Lyra sits facing the door with her crossbow ready. And I need you guys to finish your drinks this because we'll be see real. you next this week. This can't be real. Oh my God. I knew it, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs>